Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Fertility in Focus podcast. I'm your host, Christina Burns. I'm a doctor of natural medicine specializing in the treatment of infertility by a natural and integrative methods. I founded the Naturna Institute in New York City, where my team and I work with women and couples, often in collaboration with Western medical doctors, to guide the path to healthy conception. In this podcast, you'll learn all about your body and everything in the fertility landscape to help you realize your dream of baby. I'll be bringing you the best of advice from experts in the fields of both natural and conventional medicine, as well as the heartfelt and very helpful stories of brave fertility heroes on their path to baby. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome, everyone. We have a very special session today. I've invited Jen Halpern, energy healer extraordinaire to the house here so that we can talk about all things intuitive reading, energy healing, and tapping into your innate ability to heal. She is going to explain to you what all of those are. Absolutely. For those of you who maybe don't know, energy healing is in many different modalities. This is Reiki. The actual meaning of the word Reiki is universal life force energy and universal life force energy. I always like to say, if you kind of think about it as a big ball of love, (laughs) like healing love, just flowing through a practitioner's hands to help release whatever the client's pain or disease or illness or emotional blockage, negativity, any of that stuff, that is what Reiki does. It just flows through the body and just allows this great release and healing for people. So I kind of started there with Reiki. I know that was a lot about Reiki, but during my Reiki sessions, it was so amazing. I would have clients come in and all of a sudden I would start to feel the presence I didn't know what it was at the time, but it was a presence of spirit and it was very loving and there was nothing scary or anything about it. It felt very comfortable. And, you know, when you're working in uh, the aura of a person with their energy, it kind of makes sense that you would kind of bring in all that's coming in with them. And I would always get these beautiful messages from spirit for the person, the client, And it always pertained to what was going on with them. Whatever they came in for, it always was a significant message. And I didn't tell all my clients because I honestly didn't know what was happening. (laughs) So I spoke to clients who I knew would have been a little bit more open to it. And the ones that I did, it was so amazing. The constant validation of, oh, your Aunt Ida just came in and, oh yeah, Aunt Ida, you know, oh, she she said that you should work on this or she's showing me a picture of, of a tin with like your sewing threads, you know, oh yes, that's, she had that. And, okay, great. So now we know that that being is with you. So that's a validation. And now here's the message that this person has for you which is the most important part. What are they saying to you? Mm -hmm. So from there, I kind of just was so fascinated. I studied intuitive consulting, spiritual mediumship obviously goes hand in hand with that. And of course, let's not forget the whole reason I started all this was because of animals. So I'm very connected to animals. I always have been. They're a huge part of my life. And I do work as an animal communicator and help to convey messages for people and their animals or animals who have crossed over. So that's essentially it. Oh, and the channel writing. Well, I could talk about that a little bit too. The channel writing just kind of started years and years ago. I would start writing kind of like a dear diary thing. I would be writing and all of a sudden the way I wrote would be different. The thoughts that I was thinking all of a sudden felt different. And it took me a really long time. I didn't know what it was until finally I took 
subclass and they mentioned it. And I was like, oh my God, that's what I'm doing. I'm channel writing. So basically it's still working with that same connection to spirit, but hearing the messages and receiving messages that spirit wants us to know. And that could be either for myself, that could be for us all as a group. So I love it. I love all of these things because they give us back the idea that we have more power within ourselves of really finding our own answers you know, of really being able to look within ourselves and understand that we have so much if we just reawaken to it in understanding who we are, what we want, who our authentic selves are, and how we can take care of ourselves. It's really helpful because we're kind of in an age where we're giving our power away a lot. You know, I have a lot of patients that, you know, they go to a doctor and they're like, okay, so you're going to take care of this for me. You're going to solve the fertility problem. And that's not always the case because maybe there is something that needs to be awakened within us for something to shift physiologically, emotionally, spiritually to make room for this, right? If our listeners believe in that side of things, I've interviewed people about how they believe that actually some spiritual or emotional or energetic shift was what helped them finally conceive after a lot of trouble. And in the very least, there's the opportunity to get to know yourself a little bit better, to tune in, to start listening, to connect with your higher self and like stop avoiding those deeper truths that, you know, we're in this culture of this like busy, busy mind. And so it gives us the opportunity to avoid really working with the subtler energies in our body. So let's start with energy healing. How does it work? First of all, yes to everything that you just said. (laughs) We can tap into all of it. So energy, how does it work? I think the question really is, what is energy, Mm -hmm. right? So energy is, we're all made up of it. You, me, my cat, my plants, even this table right in front of me, everything is energetic. What we do with that energy. So here we are as human beings, we are energetic beings. And I think that that is something that's so important to remember because we are in an age of science where science kind of dictates the rules and it's kind of made us forget that we are energetic beings. So what is energy? Energy is who we are, what our thoughts are, what our surroundings are, what our fears are, what our bliss is. It's all of that, right? So energy is anything that we want it to be and we don't understand or we haven't been given the tools to really understand that we can create our own energetic being. So what Reiki and energy healing really does is it flows through the practitioner's hands. It goes into the body, into wherever it needs to go to bring this beautiful, as I said, I like to think of it as like this healing love. And it really allows the body to just kind of relax and understand that, or maybe a better word is reawaken that sense of who you really are because it gets lost. And as you said, we rely too much on, you know, maybe going to the doctor, maybe we want a quick fix. You know, we hear that we should take certain medications, but we don't really understand that changing our energy, changing the way we think about things is actually the first step that we need to take. That is the space actually where we start to manifest disease. Mm -hmm. The physical disease is actually the outcome of that. Mm-hmm. So really keeping our space positive and putting out that energy and thinking good thoughts and not being hard on ourselves or feeling a victim or that anger or whatever that negative feeling is really is the most important piece of our being. Mm-hmm. It affects our quality of life too, where we're living in our thoughts, 
right? And so this idea of cleansing of thoughts, which also cleanses our energy and helps our spirit and helps our physiology. I mean, it's tough to really totally say that, you know, our emotional problems cause all of our physical problems. I think that sometimes something happens with the physical body that then awakens something in us about our emotional state or, you know, the way that we're thinking things. But I've met enough people that, you know, they were like completely happy or think they're completely happy, well-adjusted people. And suddenly they get, you know, a terminal diagnosis or something like that. So it's really hard. I do think the emotional body affects the physical body and the physical body also affects the emotional body. And from an Eastern medicine standpoint, if we have blockages in our energy field, we tend to have changes in our emotional body also. When you do the work with Reiki, like I've had patients tell me that they've had amazing changes. Like I was talking to a patient about her brother who has lymphoma and his body just crashes every few years. Like it just starts crashing. And sometimes the Western medicine treatments aren't actually helping. They actually are not pulling him out of it. And one of his last episodes, he worked with an energy healer. And through that work, his body began to regenerate some strength and he was able to go on living his normal life again. And so to me, that's like, okay, the Reiki is, as you say, channeling energy through your hands, but also awakening within ourselves an innate ability to heal that this innate ability that we ignore in favor of taking medications and procedures and things and ignoring our diet and ignoring our emotional health. And, you know, basically taking care of ourselves is not going to help stimulate this innate ability to heal. Taking care of ourselves will facilitate that somewhat. And then if that's not accessible or it's not doing the trick, then going to something like an energy work like this can actually help our body to shift and start to get out of the stuckness and start to heal. So what kind of miraculous things have you seen? You mentioned healing your own pain. You mentioned like mood changes in your cat. What, what, have, what have you seen in people? Well, I would like to also just add before I go on to that. Yes, I believe that what you're doing, what Reiki is helping to support is really retraining how you perceive yourself, how you perceive your energy, how you perceive your balance. It's giving you a different perspective of life. When you see your life through the eyes of energy, it's very different than seeing your eyes through just your physical day-to-day, I'm in my body experience. And it's also a much more expansive world. You know, when you can take that perspective of, I am going to retrain how I think about this, or I am going to tell my body that this is what I would like to happen. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, that sounds so crazy, but it really is. There's a shift. You are creating a positive shift in all your body, in your cells, Mm -hmm. in your organs, in your skin. That positive energy that is flowing through you is helping to change up your game. It's reframing how you see the world. And when you continue to do that, it sounds like with this person that you know, it sounds like he's taking the time to say, okay, you know, medicine has its place, but I need something different. Mm -hmm. And it is really a path. He's awakening his divine spark is what Mm -hmm. I like to call it, you know, his divine spark. Mm -hmm. And that is where he finds his own sense of 
power. We all know, we all are given the gift of that knowing. It's just, we get so bogged down with our day-to-day and our you know 3D world and everything we need to do that we kind of tuck it in the back pocket. And then with science, we're really in a space where we mostly go to how we can fix something medically. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so it's just all fallen to the wayside. And I think now it's coming back and I'm actually really, really happy to see it. It's really helping to change people's lives. And I don't remember the question you asked me. I kind of went off on a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> on a tangent. <laughs> no, no, actually you were perfect. There's this author who authored a bunch of books. He's kind of out there. His name's Joe Dispenza. Do you uh, know I love him? him. Yes. So, so he has this crazy story where when he was young, he basically like broke his entire body in some kind of like bicycle accident. Like he got smashed by a truck. Who knows? Something like that. Anyway, whole body broken. And he says that he regenerated everything. Yes. He was told he was not going to walk again. And he regenerated his body, his spine is everything that he was told would never be of use to him again. He would be in a wheelchair for the rest of his life. He did so through meditation. Mm-hmm. And these stories are interesting. And it's not just one. And you can say, oh, that's silly. But I don't know. I've seen enough miracles in my life to not think it's so silly. And so when you talk about like the ability to sort of guide your own healing body and to kind of figure this out, that we have that power within us. When I think about stories like Joe Dispenza's, I'm like, you know, that's really powerful. But here's a conundrum for our listeners, because it is so hard to be positive when you are struggling with infertility. And I don't Mm. even believe in most women are infertile. I think most are just a bit subfertile, but it's really hard to be like, okay, I'm going to think positive because it's something that's constantly tormenting you. That's like you have a bad IVF cycle or you're trying naturally or your period comes again. And it's hard not to go to that victim place to try to access positivity. It's sort of fleeting. Like you get your hopes up again and then you just get smacked down again with like a miscarriage or something happens, right? So it's a journey that I've seen people be more distressed trying to execute than maybe other sort of health challenges. And so this no notion of sort of positivity, I think is really hard. What advice could you give our listeners in being able to access that and that openness to a gift in a bad package kind of thing? Because that's what sometimes health challenges are. They're gifts in a shitty package. Like what advice can we give them to be able to access the goodness within? It's a great question. So we have a tendency to see things from one perspective, Mm -hmm. right? And what all these healing modalities, meditation, first of all, that is a number one. Don't even think about it. Don't think if it's good or bad or that you can't do it, just start meditating because you're going to realize how clear you're going to become about a lot of things. Mm -hmm. The question is not so much, how do we gain positivity? It's about changing the question. Mm -hmm. You know, the question is not, I need to be positive. It's, well, how do you find that positivity? Mm -hmm. How do you find it? You find it by connecting with your authentic self. Mm -hmm. You find it by going within You find it from dealing with whatever that stuff is that's stuck and wants to come out that you kind of ignored or you didn't have time for. You connect to the patterns and the behavior that maybe you've created that maybe are continuing in a cycle that you can't get out of, right? Mm -hmm. You're connecting to finding your own sense of Mm self-compassion, self-love, self-care. It's all about you. And it really is. And that is where you have to start. Mm -hmm. So the question isn't, how do I find the positivity? How do I, you know, it's not about that. It's about taking the space and the time to say, you know what, before I go on and do anything, I am going to take that time to allow myself to clear some stuff, to give myself a little peace, 
to be gentle with myself and to be kind with myself Mm -hmm. and go from there. Mm -hmm. Tell us about clearing emotional blocks. Like if you're feeling like, uh, I like can't get past this. And there is the possibility that the emotional blocks is creating physiological issues, right? That could be not so good for anything, our hormonal health and otherwise. So how does what you do help to shift the emotional body? So what Reiki does is really, I like to think of it as just like all this beautiful white light coming out of my hands and just kind of beaming, you know, somebody's body. At the end of it, I actually take my hands and kind of create this big round center, just this big cylinder of like pure white golden light around that person. And what Reiki is helping us to do, it's helping us to remember some of the stuff that we talked about, which is that you are a divine being, that you have a divine spark that you are connected to something else, that you have power to help yourself, that you can move into a different space with a different perspective. And that's what it's doing. It's kind of waking that up. And the more you have something like Reiki or any other energy healing, the more your body responds to it, the more your body says, oh, I like this. This is good stuff. This is pure love. This is pure healing love that's coming in. So it's all a part of the process. It's about, you know, working supplementally to really help to create your environment within yourself, your body, your auric field, and really be able to kind of move into a space forward. It sounds very empowering. The way that you just described it, I'm like, okay, I'm envisioning like connecting to this greater force that will help to give us strength on this journey and like knowing that there's something else at play here that, that, you know, will help to guide us forward. Because sometimes there's no explanation for how raw of a deal some of us get dealt in some ways. Like I've seen some women really healthy and seemingly healthy in all ways. And they are just getting slammed with fertility issue after issue. And we can bring the notion of karma into it. You know, that they're working through something from a past life and that helps to make sense of it. But regardless of where it came from and how it came to be, I'm often looking at like, have faith, know that there's something else at play here. Know that you're on the path, keep going. When you get knocked down, pick yourself up again, bring in these helpful, empowering things, be it the channeling of energy through a healer like yourself or intuitive reading, for example, like maybe you need to hear messages from grandma or whoever's with you to tell you that you're going to be okay. And you're going to have this baby and everything is, you know, going to play out just the way that it needs to. Yeah. And that's absolutely it. It's about moving into a space of spiritual expansion. When you start doing these things Mm -hmm. and yes, intuitive consulting, I'm working as an intuitive consultant Having an intuitive reading is a wonderful way to connect to answers that you need to have. You know, a lot of people think, oh, an intuitive reading is psychic. You know, to me, that's not what it is. What it is to me is what you need to hear in that moment. Yeah. You know, what is it that spirit needs to tell you in that moment? Mm -hmm. And it's going to be something that's going to help clear an obstacle. It's going to be something loving. It's going to be something that maybe you haven't thought of as something that you need to go down a path of. It's very empowering to connect with spirit in these ways And once you do, once you start connecting, 
using all these different techniques or modalities or just meditating every day or however you do it, your whole body's going to, it's going to charge up in a very different way. And it's very hard to explain that, you know, when you're not seeing it, you know, mm-hmm. that's why you do have to have a leap of faith. You do have to say, you know what, I either can go on the way I'm going on doing the same things that I'm doing, but Hey, here are these other ways that I could potentially help to heal myself. Why not give them a shot? And just kind of saying, I'm going to try them, no judgment and see how they work. Mm-hmm. No, I love it. I love it. So what advice would you give our listeners, you know, in terms of where they could start with exploring, connecting with this other world? And obviously I'm going to be sharing your information, how to connect with you and experience the beautiful healing that Jen offers. By the way, listeners, I've worked with Jen. She's amazing. She's given me great messages from the netherworld (laughs) (laughs) and energy healing. But is there anything that you would impart for people to start doing on their their own. Yes. So what I would say to start is really start thinking about who you are. Mm -hmm. Really the meditating, I think is huge five minutes a day, because what's going to happen is you're going to start connecting with the fact that you are your own person. And I know that sounds weird, but sometimes we think about ourselves as another entity, or we talk about issues that we're having, but it doesn't really feel connected to us. Mm -hmm. So I think that the first most important piece of this is just connecting to the fact that you are your own person Mm -hmm. who's housing a soul, who is having this beautiful human experience Mm -hmm. and connecting to that and connecting to the fact that you deserve everything you want. Mm -hmm. You are worthy of everything that you desire Mm -hmm. and standing in that and standing in that empowerment and saying, I not only want all these things, but I can have them Mm -hmm. and I can make those changes because I can, I am. Mm -hmm. I love that. And it goes back to that, you know, taking your power back. Like I am my own being, I make my decisions. And I am often telling my patients, I'm like, remember that some of this is a choice, like the way that you're choosing to see these situations, right? Not that you're choosing to have fertility challenges, but like it's a choice of how we view everything. Like if I tell somebody that, you know, sugar isn't ideal for their body and they're really avoiding doing anything about it, it's a choice. You're choosing to have the sugar and have the repercussions from the sugar, right? It's a choice of viewing the journey as something that is beating the shit out of us and stealing our happiness and soul. We have more power over the way that we see situations and we have more power over our ability to heal. And so I love, you know, how you say that and how you're using this method as a way to reinforce empowerment, because I think whether it's fertility or anything else, like we need to stand firm in our feet and take our power back. Absolutely. Uh, Unfortunately, a lot of us, I mean, I went through it myself feeling like a victim, Yeah, You know, and when you come from life as a victim, it's very different than coming from it as somebody who feels a sense of power. Mm -hmm. And even the way one reacts to something, you know, somebody who reacts one way to something horrible that happens and says, okay, that's all right. It happened for a reason next time, whatever, to somebody who just can't handle it. You know, I mean, again, the energy that you're creating around that situation is really important. Mm -hmm. It's important to really understand it. And to just have that self-love, because when we talk about how things aren't fair and listen, things aren't fair, you know, I get that. But when we start using that as our everyday speaking, our words, how we're talking, we're creating the energetic field that we're in that we're not moving out of. Right. 
So we want to create a space where we really understand that what we say, our thoughts, how we talk, how we move in the world, how we connect with community, it's all important Mm -hmm. to us being able to achieve and manifest all of the dreams that we desire. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I say that which you draw attention to, you enliven. That's right. Uh, It's totally reasonable that if something bad happens, our first reaction would be like, oh, this is terrible. But (laughs) we have the opportunity to be more curious. What's the lesson in this? You know, what's the opportunity here? What does this have? What am I going to be taught here? Or I even think like sometimes like the baby's coming. It's not coming now for some reason, but it's actually going to come at a time that's much better for where we are and who we are at that time, right? So I love this. I love the notion that we are the creators of our own reality. I read about it when I was 18, when I read the Celestine Prophecy. Oh, I love that book. Yeah, it's classic, (laughs) classic. Yes. And I would also like to just add to that. There is so much magic, so much magic in this world, you know, and it's when you can move into a space of starting to manifest, there is so much there. It really, life can be such an exciting adventure. And yes, as you said, there are always going to be roads and challenges, but again, it's just, if you can see life is kind of ebbing and flowing and everything with a purpose and a very non-judgmental, non-critical, mostly of yourself way, then you're trusting the universe. You're having faith that it's all happening the way it's supposed to. Mm -hmm. Maybe not in the time you want it to, but it will happen if you stay positive. Yes. Yeah. I think it's hard to, because we get attached to our expectations and things playing out exactly as we envisioned they would. And when they don't, we have trouble letting go of that. So I'm a fan of how meditation helps us to become more of an observer, unattached that the thoughts and the experiences are like clouds passing and, you know, there will be something on the other side. We just end up wasting a lot of energy, getting very attached to how exactly we envision things playing out. Well, Jen, this has been real. This has been, where can our listeners find you? Well, they can certainly find me at jensuniverse.com and they can also follow me on Instagram at jens underscore universe, but they can also find me at Naturna. (laughs) (laughs) So Jen does a lot of work online. She works with a lot of our patients at the Naturna Institute in New York City. A very cool thing that I learned about energy healing during the pandemic is that because of the quantum field, you can do it remotely. Like you can do it over Zoom or the phone or what have you. Like you don't need to be in the same room, though I understand many people want that experience, but know for our listeners that you would be able to work with Jen, even if you are not local to New York City. So that's really cool information. Thank you so much for being with us today. Oh, thank you, Christina. This was wonderful. I'm really happy you've tuned in and joined the community. And I'm so excited to bring you more helpful content with each episode. In order to make this podcast as helpful as possible, I want to hear your input on what questions you need answered to get you feeling empowered on your fertility journey. You can DM me on Instagram at at naturna underscore life to share your most important fertility related questions. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please follow and share with friends. My mission is to help as many women and couples as possible. And for that, I need your help. Yours as always in love and light, Dr. Christina.